Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Stay tuned for Stream On coming up next. Hey everybody and welcome to a very special edition of Stream On. I'm Jim Williams, your host, and uh, you guys have responded quite well to what's going on with net neutrality. You've left me tweets, you've given me posts on Facebook, and you've certainly done your job on uh, Tumblr and letting me know this is something that is very important to you. So you want to know what is going on at the moment? Well, attorney generals in 22 states, that include New York, California, Kentucky, and Mississippi, are suing over the repeal of the neutrality regulations. Now, this comes a day after the United States Senate. Democrats announced that they had 50 votes for legislation that would override the recent vote by the FCC. Now, that step is in the right direction, but with Republican-controlled House and Donald Trump in the White House, it almost certainly won't be an easy thing to do, and that is meaning to override the net neutrality. So where are we headed? Well, it's most likely headed to, at the very least, a U.S. Court of Appeals, probably in the D.C. District, and uh, no doubt, eventually, to the Supreme Court. So for right now, if you're concerned about net neutrality and how it's going to handle, how we're going to handle it, uh, don't be too concerned because we're going to have at least months to go uh, in the courts before we have any resolution. We'll be back right after these words with Jay Henderson. Now, Jay's going to be our guest today. Jay, as you know, is our tech guru, and uh, he's going to talk about how net neutrality could drastically affect the streaming video market and all the ancillary companies that um, do business in the streaming business right after these words. When you look for things, when you search the polished showrooms, the markets, the runway shows, you are looking for me. Beyond luxury and status, beyond capability and utility, you are looking for me. And when you dream, when you dream of an SUV existing far beyond the ordinary, an SUV steeped in performance, infused with passion, artistic beyond description, you unknowingly dream of me. I am the end of your search, your drive, your dream. 
what you live for. I am the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, the first sport utility vehicle created by Alfa Romeo. Jay, I got to tell you, this is going to be a wild and crazy uh, situation. As I said, we're not going to have to deal with it at least for a few months because it's going to be tied up in the courts. But um, let's talk a little bit about what net neutrality means and how it works. Well, net neutrality, as far as streaming goes, basically gives your ISP the power to block apps that they don't approve of. Um, so, for example, if, you know, Cox has been really known lately for throttling connections to things that are not Cox related. So if you have cable and then you also have Netflix, um, you know, they potentially could block Netflix. But what's more likely to happen is they're going to charge Netflix to be able to get high enough speeds for the streaming capabilities that you need. Um, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that hasn't exactly happened yet. Um and it's really more of a fear than it, it is a reality right now. But um, with all these companies, I, I wouldn't put it past any of them to to really, because now they have this thing, it's, it's considered the fast lane and the slow lane, which uh, this re recent uh, FCC passing basically made that legal. Uh, when you had net neutrality, you know, a month ago, it was illegal for a company to do that. So now they can charge companies like Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and they can charge these companies to get into the fast lane. Um, and basically, if companies don't play ball, to me, it's extortion. Uh, but if they don't play ball, then their services are going to become useless for, the, for you know, the consumer. If I have Amazon Prime and Amazon doesn't play ball with Spectrum, for instance, um, we're going to have a worse quality service than we should have. Well, they can also buffer instead, right? I mean, let's say they decide, okay, we're not we're not going to shut them out entirely, but they can uh, they can choose how quickly the speeds are. Exactly. You know, one of the things I think that um, you know, it's like cable television originally when uh, when it started in nineteen the nineteen eighty four Cable Television Act was really a situation where. Uh, bundling began and that's where um each cable programmer decided all right i'm going to charge x amount for usa tnt would charge x amount for that espn and all of them began the process and each year it got more and more and more which is you know why now uh the cord cutting aspect has uh has become uh, a major part you would think that cable companies like um Xfinity, Comcast, uh, you just talked about Cox and Spectrum and others, um, would realize that since they are the major broadband players in the business, that it really doesn't matter or shouldn't matter to them as long as you're paying a, uh, a monthly bill for, um, for the broadband, what you're watching or how you're watching it because they're getting their money. Yeah, but they're not getting as much as they want. And I mean, even going into bundling, I mean, that's been one of the biggest ripoffs, you know, since the beginning, because like you said, you know, you pay extra for USA or TNT, but you're also going to get 20 other channels that you didn't want. And there's no discounted price. If you don't want those 28 channels and you only want the two, you're paying for all 20 of them. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and as far as, you know, saying, well, you know, they're getting the money. Yeah, they're getting your internet money, but they're not getting your streaming money, your cable money, your video on demand money, your pay-per-view money. Um, and that's what they're after. And, and I mean, to me, 
you know, just as an American, I mean, this should be a crime. What they're doing is criminal. These people should go to jail for for even considering what they're doing is is extortion. They're extorting companies. They're extorting the end user. And um, it's just a violation. I feel I feel dirty. Uh, I just feel dirty. I watched that whole FCC, uh, you know, meeting. Uh, I watched it all go down, and just the look on Ajit Pai's face—you just, ugh, you just can't like that guy. He looks so smug and and just the worst kind of person because he, he knew. I mean, the American people spoke out. Twenty some million people spoke out against this, and no, they didn't give even the little least bit of a crap. Uh, they did it anyway. Uh, and to me, a guy like that's bought and paid for. He he's not an elected official. Uh, he's appointed by the president, and uh, it, it's just it's it's a crime. And you wonder, you know, Trump appointed this guy, and it really goes into, you know, they the one of the things they really talked about as far as why they're passing it is so they could innovate, you know, in my hand air quotes here, um, mm-hmm. and how much money they can invest in now, uh, going and laying down new wire, uh, getting fiber optic everywhere, and that's you know, sure that's great that they're going to be able to do that, but they're going to charge us for it. And maybe I don't want that. Like they're really just, they're forcing the hand of, of us to, to pay money. We don't want to pay. And it's, it seems really unfair to me. And now, right now, like a lot of the, um, the ISPs are pushing out. Oh, now you get, instead of 100, you're going to get 200 for free on us. It's not going to be free in the long run. People are, you know, they're, they're really, it seems to me like they're trying to calm us down, you know, stroke our ego a little bit. So, oh yeah. What's well, awesome. They gave us a faster internet for free. It's not free. There's no free lunch. Well, you know, one of the things that's going on is uh, some bipartisan work in Congress um, right. with regards to net neutrality, and uh, they can push back against the FCC, and they can, uh, you know, be a factor. Uh, I can't believe at this point in time I'm I'm saying that I'm rooting that Congress actually does something <laughs> on a bipartisan basis, but um, you know. It is in the best interest of both the Republicans and the Democrats that, uh, you know, that they work on trying to uh, keep some sort of net neutrality and kind of watch over the FCC in this particular case. Right now, the FCC has suspended the process, so it's right; it's not happening as we speak. But you know, it, well, they've also 2018, been... 2018 will be um, a very interesting year in how this plays out. Yeah, Free Press filed lawsuit the same day that the uh, the FCC made the ruling, um, and a lot of other companies are also jumping on board. I, I had read rumors, I, I can't say true or false, that Google was going to jump on board with it. Amazon is somehow involved. And what the FCC has really done is washed their hands of it. So the FCC has basically tried to move this over to mm-hmm. the, um, oh, or what is it called? The FTC? Am I making this word up? The the. the the consumer trade commission right so they, they basically, yeah the, the federal trade commission they've moved it over to them basically saying that it's not our problem it's not they've moved it over to something that's like your electricity or your water um right. which um is it is it something i need is it something i have to have i don't think it is um but but you know that's really what they've done they've said we don't control this we want nothing to do with it uh, we're going to move this over to the ftc and um you know, let them ruin your life instead of us. Well, you know, cable companies do have some um, some deterrence in trying to um, to play too hard because the programmers that they rely on. Uh, we talked about TNT. We talked about um, you know USA. Some of the others. 
um, they could uh, they could basically uh, decide to up the ante to a point where um, the cable companies would have to drop that channel and uh, and force them to uh, get into it. Because I mean, if you look at Comcast, for instance, Comcast is actually coming out with a package that says, "All right, you know, fine. You don't want you don't want cable. You want to do the streaming service." We're going to give you what, in essence, you know, you can get from a sling or from, uh, you know, from uh, yeah, YouTube or or Direct TV Now or something like that. So they're going to offer uh, Comcast is going to offer us a a, um, a package, a streaming package that is not a cable package. Yeah, and but I mean, what that really means to me, as someone who also I sell streaming services, what that means to me is they're going to come out and have the ability to make their service incredible and my service garbage uh, to crush the idea of competition. And it's really, to me, it's anti-capitalist uh, and it's anti-American. And it's just, it's a, it's just a bad feeling that you get. And um, you know, like you said, there, there, it is on hold and there are people fighting and we're really hoping Congress uh, steps in and, and, and makes a ruling in favor of the people, you know, like all government agencies see mm-hmm. should be doing. Um, but you know, it's really there's no guarantee at this point. There, everything is kind of hanging in the air, and uh, like you said, bipartisan. Uh, I mean, our government's made for gridlock. That's what it's designed for. And and you know, the way you know, one year it'll be all Democrat. Four years later, it's going to be Republican strongholds. And and right now we're in a Republican stronghold, which is bad for the people as far as you know these kinds of things go. Good for business, bad for consumer. Well, you know, the other thing here um, that I'm keeping an eye on is uh, uh, T-Mobile has went out and bought a um, cable operation in Northern Virginia. And it's a company that uh, um, can get you point to point um, broadcasts. And it's a phenomenal situation there. They've They've cut the broadband speeds down for all these different uh, packages, and it's really an amazing thing. And T-Mobile is toying with the idea of of seeing if they can literally get around uh, the broadband issue by going through their networks. And I'm 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 fascinated in seeing how that works out for them. So what you just described to me sounds similar to blockchain technology, uh, like what cryptocurrencies are using. Um... I, I haven't re- I hadn't heard that particular story, but I'll definitely mm-hmm. check it out uh, when we're done. Yeah, the, what T-Mobile feels is that they have, you know, they have an, a, a network, obviously, and that they've tested the TV uh, packages. They've tested it, and they, literally, um, it's been a big. Uh, uh, it's something that uh, I think cable companies are a bit afraid of because. That goes right past the broadband entirely. That would be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be awesome to not have uh, have to to you know bow down to the monopoly in your area? Well, I, I think that one of the things is, I mean, the early days of cable. All right, the the argument was that you're paying for the infrastructure that right. the cable companies had to build. Now, in fairness to the cable companies, back in the '80s, whenever a company would come in and get you know, service in your neighborhood or your city, um, they literally would have to be able to provide service to every house in that um, county or city 
despite mm -hmm. whether they bought it or not. So yeah, I right. get the under the infrastructure costs in the old days of laying cable was very, very expensive. Well, right. you know, they've laid that cable over and over again. So, um, you know, the thought now that they're, you know, talking about, well, gosh, we have to, you know, we have to redo the broadband and all the other, I'm not sure rings uh, true. I mean, it's, there's a lot of the same pipe that's been there for a very long time. Right. Well, I mean, there's that and in, in the, the constant changing of technology, like like you just said, like, you know, now they have to relay it uh, and they're talking everyone must have fiber optic. And I just don't know how true that is. Um, it may be faster. It may be more stable. But how much faster and stable do I really need? Like you, there nobody's giving the consumer a choice. Uh, that's really the problem. And, and I think this is a such a touchy area because we don't have a choice like uh okay so spectrum you know could say we're like i have spectrum i'm in uh, north carolina so spectrum could essentially say we're gonna lay fiber optic and it's gonna bring you 2000 megabits per second on every device in your house nobody needs that nobody needs that fast of a, there is not a single thing in the world that you need that fast of a speed for most devices aren't even capable of that so, I mean, I have pretty high-end devices. I have a nice high-end computer, and my signal maxes out at about 200 megs. So what they're doing is they're saying, this is, you know, we're trying to keep up with technology and keep up with times, but it's an unnecessary uh, upgrade, so to speak. And they just, they really tie our hands with it and say, well, your bill's going to go up 30 bucks anyway, because we're doing it. And um, in my area, I have one other choice for an ISP, and that is um, North State. And I actually did switch years ago. Um, North State problem is uh, their lines aren't you know they're not good they, they don't have the capability to uh, to keep up with my personal needs and I'm sure a lot of other people too uh, I mean I was really averaging about two megs per second I, I kept their service for one month and I went crawling back to spectrum and uh, <laughs> you know gave, gave them my bigger money said please take me back um, I'm so sorry I said all those things to your agent sir <laughs> and surely you're not the only one um the um what is the the sweet spot, the speed that people need to stream um, Netflix and pretty much any of the major uh, streaming services? When you get into things like Netflix and Hulu, I mean, they're billion dollar companies. Netflix has mm -hmm. their apps have the ability to toggle your quality of stream based mm -hmm. on your uh, internet connection. So if you if you're say you start out and you're at ten and you're trying to watch something in, in you know, 1080p, it's going to stream. And then let's say you get a kick in your signal that drops you down to like four. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll adjust the quality of your picture um, to, to compensate for the loss of signal. And, and that's um, a really great feature for them. And it keeps your, you know, I'm sure anyone who, who uses Netflix has seen that happen where you're watching mm -hmm. and it's in HD. And then suddenly it looks like it's 1975 <laughs> in your, your movie again. And then it kicks back mm -hmm. up. So that's right. what that is. What had happened is your internet signal dropped, Netflix compensated, and then, you know, it went back up and they kicked you back up to HD. So for mm -hmm. speeds like that, really with HD, I would say you want to be around 10 megs on the device. Um, mm -hmm. and, but really to stream in SD, you really only need two or three megs per second. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for some of the smaller services? So the smaller service, okay, when you get into live TV, especially when you get into 4K, for 4K streaming, you really want to be up around 50 uh, maybe even a little higher because I mean mm -hmm. it's so much information uh, going at one time so you want to be around 50 
And then when you get into the smaller streaming services that maybe don't have the capability or, I mean, really all it is is code. It's, it's just having top-notch coders that have the ability to to make those changes on the fly, which, you know, is really difficult, I'm sure. I, I would have no idea how to do it. But, I mean, so say for IPTV realm, I always recommend people have 20. Realistically, mm-hmm. you probably only need 10. But it's really difficult to explain to people that you might have 20 right now, but then your whole neighborhood is going to come home from work at 530 and every single one of them is going to connect to the internet and your signal is going to drop down to nine. And then mm-hmm. you're going to have buffering and then you're going to say your service is garbage. And I'm going to say, it's not, it's, it's not us. Uh, and people really, people, it's one of the most offensive things to say to someone. I don't understand why when they're having an issue and you say, you know, what's your speed? Well, I pay for a hundred. I have 36 devices hooked up. I don't understand why I'm not getting an awesome signal. Um, people really take it personally when you say it's probably your internet connection that's that's having these issues. They they refuse to accept it. Uh, I, I'm at a point where when they say I have buffering, I say, do a speed test on your device and send me a picture. That's the only way I'll continue this conversation. Well, or you uh, do like me and you live in a 15-story condominium building and you go to your um, area where they say connect to your device and you see 26 different yeah. <laughs> wireless uh, options. And right. it's like, yeah, well, let's see. There's 10 people on my floor. There's 10 people above me, 10 people below me. Uh, yeah, I can find mine. But, uh, you know, depends on who's, uh, you know, if everybody's on at the same time, it's uh, it's going to be fun. It absolutely degrades your service. And, and people just don't understand that. The the hardest thing to make people understand is that, well, but I pay for 100 megs and my Netflix is streaming fine. Well, that's great. First of all, Netflix isn't playing you live TV. Right. Um, second of all, we we just don't have, we're not a billion dollar company. If if I had the servers to bear yeah. the load for everyone, right. I, I would absolutely do it. Unfortunately, I, I don't have that kind of cash. Well, even Sling and um, Holy TV and you know the ones who do the live stuff mm-hmm. who have um, direct TV now, I mean, basically, they have the disclaimer saying that there's going to be, you know, times when uh, you go, you could have trouble with this. Right, and and unfortunately, those times are usually peak times, and um, the peak. It's really it's more related to um, your local internet provider than it is the service. I mean, the service is going to stream the same regardless. Uh, but when you know, like you had said in your building, you know, the, you mm-hmm. come home and there's 40 people. Uh, that does put weight on the ISP. I mean, you have a node somewhere very near you. Everyone does. Um, and when that thing gets overloaded, it's it's really, it's going to degrade the service. And, and you just can't get people to believe you. They always, you know, people always think you're making it up, making excuses for your service. And, uh, you know, so at some point, some people just say, we're, we're going to go back to cable and, and fine. I mean, that, if that's what you're going to do, that's fine. But um, I think I, I, I've got a really bad feeling that cable is going to become unaffordable for the, you know, the middle class and below very, very soon. Well, you know, the other part of it is that, um, for instance, I think part of the key thing here is that more and more people have decided that prime time is whenever they want it to be. So yeah. if you're wanting to watch a specific TV show or uh, or movie, you know, you do it on demand. You, you, whether it's a, you know, a CBS show or a HBO show or whatever, you you watch it on demand. Um, that really the only streaming uh, issues these days seem to 
come up when you're talking about sports or news, something that um, is an appointment driven situation. Uh, the most recent one where people had issues uh, was the national championship game uh, Monday night when uh, Alabama and Georgia played. And ESPN had some issues uh, with their streaming um, only because for the first time, I'm sure in, you know, this year, everybody, everybody had one game to watch and it was that game. And when you have that, even the powerful, you know, worldwide leader has issues. Yeah. I mean, you know, I watched that game. I watched it on IPTV realm. I was kicked probably three or four times throughout the whole game. Um, Mm -hmm. For those who don't know what kicked is basically you're watching and then you're not watching anymore and you just click on it and go back in. Um, And, and the stream was pretty close to flawless other than that. And I I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it was the same thing with the Holy or not Holy, yeah, Holyfield who just had his fight. Mayweather and uh, right. McGregor fight was the same right. thing. Um, yeah. You know, Showtime and and the other the pay per view provider couldn't handle the load. Then uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if it can happen to those companies, uh, I, I don't know why people find it so hard to believe that it may happen to a, a small time IPTV service. Right, and you know, it's uh, it's just we have to get used to understanding that. And look, there's cable outages, you know, all the time. So, um, you know, it's not a perfect science. If it were, you know, that would be even the satellite services. I know that uh, Sling and Direct TV now uh, are finding themselves in a much stronger position with the future of streaming than the satellite situation. Right. Because you don't have to knock down seven trees to get the to get a direct sign. <laughs> climb your right. roof if it gets too right. Hard. Exactly. Um, you know, to, or or be in a building that's uh, you know forty stories tall to get to uh, get closer to the satellite. Right. Um, but that's cool. What are some of the things um, that we should? Some of the cool gadgets we should be looking out for in twenty eighteen. So some of the new devices that I've been personally toying with it and. Um... I did start selling a device. It's called a formula formula is the brand and mm-hmm. it's a Z seven plus. So what these devices are, is they're considered hybrid set top boxes. So mm-hmm. uh, I've talked a lot of before about Android boxes and the difference with Android TV and Android uh, mobile on these devices. So what these hybrid boxes are is they have a particular app and they are made for IPTV. Um, the remotes are made for IPTV, the, the guides and everything about these apps and devices are, are optimized for your IPTV service. So the formula Z seven plus just came out. Um, and what it does is it has a, a, an app on it called my TV online. Uh, it's a Mac based account. If you don't know what that is, uh, I mean, we can talk more about it another time, but basically you take your Mac based account and you log into this device and it is essentially turns it into a cable box. You can buy a um, external hard drive and you can hit the record button and it'll record what you're watching. You can set timers to record what you want to watch later. You can go back and watch what was on yesterday. They're incredible devices. And really, a lot of these these devices are still teething. So, I mean, they're only going to get better. I would say within the next two or three years, these boxes are going to be so good. Um, cable companies are going to be on their knees and, and that's why they need to stop our, our Internet connections. Uh, stop us from enjoying life because these the, the the things coming out are incredible so like the formulas formula z7 plus um it's really it's not an overpowered device like an nvidia shield has a lot of power and that's really what mm-hmm. makes it 
the top device to have. It's very, very powerful. Well, these little boxes aren't that powerful, but they're optimized for your live TV and the, and the guide. I mean, it's crazy. You, like, you can set it so when you turn your box on and you come home and you turn on your TV, it goes right into the live TV section as if you turned on your cable box. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, on a side note, you can also sideload, um, you know, whatever else you want to, you know, if you wanted to add Cody or, or things like that, you can also do that. Um, but really the live TV performance of them is outstanding. What about the, um, what about adding apps like, um, Netflix and Hulu and those? Uh, I mean, you can add things like that, but I think that these are kind of the anti Netflix device. Uh, these are okay. the anti Hulu, anti cable, um, so really, would be I think something you would have as a as a sidebar to say a uh, as a addition to um, I would say a Roku or a Amazon Fire or something like that. Well, so, I mean that really depends on your needs. I think the formulas and the uh, Dreamlink is another brand that's really popular. I think they're really best for people who are transitioning from cable. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really good for things like that. They look like cable. They feel like cable. You can channel up, channel down, record set timers, etc. And then you can also get into your VOD content. Right. So, well, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, well, good news. We have finally joined the Twitter world. Uh, I know that you ask every time if we have Twitter yet. We do now. We're at Boom Vader. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Boom Cody. Uh, we're also uh, basically we're separating our Boom Media from IPTV Realm. I'm just going to kind of split them. And there will be an IT, IPTV Realm channel on YouTube as well. And that's youtube.com slash c slash iptv realm cool all right thanks so much it's always a pleasure man likewise thanks to jay henderson our guest today from boom media we'll be back with more of stream on with jim williams right after this cue the lights you thought you knew hulu think again this is hulu and it's going to change your life now all your stuff magically comes to you Tons of shows, new seasons, past seasons, Hulu originals, movies, and you can add live TV with sports and news. Finally, all your TV together in one place. It's not a dream. It's TV come true. Cue the logo. That brings to a close this special edition of Stream On. And if you haven't subscribed to us yet, well, then it's very simple to do. All you have to do is go to uh, iTunes, Google Play. You can get us at Blog Talk Radio. You can also get us in the Stitcher app. And if you're one of the 125 million people, myself included, that have the TuneIn app on your phone or your tablet, all you have to do is type in Stream, in, stream On with Jim Williams. That's Stream On with Jim Williams. It'll pop up there, and all you have to do is hit Favorite, and then every week you'll get a new edition of Stream On. So five places to go, simple enough. Please subscribe today. Well, special thanks to Jay Henderson of Boom Media. Check out his company, great uh, group of people. The link is in our program box below. And uh, we spoke about net neutrality. And by all means, let's follow it. Keep an eye on it as it weaves its way no doubt through the courts we definitely will keep an eye on it for you right here on stream on so until next time i'm jim williams your host hoping that you have a safe and enjoyable weekend